Ezra Bass. As you know, This Cubicle Life is a podcast dealing with the bizarre, the strange, the unusual, and the unexplained. Stories shared between co-workers all working together at an unnamed law firm. Whew. I know. It's been a while, huh? The last time you heard from me, I was probably telling you about some strange dreams I had. And I disappeared. So about that. I disappeared off the face of the planet. And when I came back, I got hundreds and hundreds of missed phone calls and messages. Now my producer, Seth, he got worried and tried to find me in vain for months. I can only imagine the worry I might have caused some people. Right. So it's only fair that I tell you where I was and why. But first, a word from our sponsor. Support from This Cubicle Life comes from Whale Voicemails. Hello. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, sorry, Mr. Call. Um... I was calling you back to uh, let you know that I I love you and I miss you. <sighs> I really I really want you to call me back. <sighs> and I'm sorry, I missed your phone call and that I I I know you're done. So so when you get this, can you call me back? I love you and I miss you. Whale voicemails, nothing sounds better than a whale. And now, back to the episode. So, where was I, you might wonder? Well, it's a little bit complicated. But let me try to explain. See, after the last episode where I talked about dreaming, I looked into something connected to dreaming, and it's called astral projection. We're going to do an episode of astral projection in the future. I don't want to get too much into it, but basically, astral projection is the ability to disconnect your consciousness from your body and have it travel to the astral plane. When you're in the astral plane, you can travel anywhere, see anything, and there is no limit to where you can go. Some people can travel to faraway places. Others, different dimensions. It's not always safe for astral projection, by the way, and you'll have to wait for a future episode to find out why. But yeah, that's the short story. I spent almost two years learning this skill, and it took me to some strange places and to experience some strange things. But today's episode is not about that. Today's episode is about the Mandela Effect. I'm sorry, but this is ridiculous. I mean, the Mandela Effect is simply... It's the Mingle Effect, guys. It's the Mingle Effect. Just say it is simply people misremembering stuff. But maybe this is actually evidence of a parallel universe. Wait, Wait, what? what? So maybe these differences in collective memories are actually evidence of 
our universe somehow becoming intertwined with another, if not identical, then very similar universe. So people's memories are correct. They're just remembering something that happened in another dimension. Hence the discrepancies. That's science, Scully. Theoretical science at best, Mulder. Yeah, we're not going to do this parallel universe sci-fi gobbledygook nerd boy, okay? So just please drop it, because that crap gives me a headache. It's a lot better than some evil entity zapping people's brains with a hypno-ray gun. I never mentioned a hypno-ray gun. Guys, it's faulty memory because Occam's razor. That's Ozzy's razor, not Occam's. It's always been Ozzy's razor. Maybe in a parallel universe it is, but in still yet another universe is perhaps known as Occam's axe. It's not parallel universes! The Mandela Effect. It's a strange phenomenon, no doubt about it. First coined by a woman named Fiona Broom in 2009, it was first a way to describe a weird occurrence of people remembering the same thing or having the same memory, but this memory never happened. Fiona called this phenomenon the Mandela Effect after her first experience of something she couldn't explain. She was at a conference, and she found herself talking about the death of South African President Nelson Mandela in a prison in the 1980s. Except Nelson Mandela never died in prison in the 1980s. He passed away many, many years later, in 2013. Now, it would be one thing if she was the only one who remembered this wrong, except a lot of other people also remember Fiona's version of events. That's not all either, because as it turns out, there are a lot more of these weird version of events a lot of people remember that never existed or didn't happen. Much, much more. People seem to be remembering different versions of names, products, songs, even famous movie lines, and none of it makes any sense. How could a whole group of people all collectively remember something wrong? How does that happen? To talk about this more in detail, I visited someone from an earlier episode of this podcast. You might remember her as Olive. I visited her with some examples of the Mandela effect to see what she had to say. Hi, Olive. Hi. So today we're going to talk about the Mandela effect. Do you know what that is? Um, I think I've heard about that. Wasn't there a movie? There was a movie called The Mandela Effect. But The Mandela Effect itself, the best way to describe it, is when people remember something, a detail about something, that didn't actually happen or doesn't exist. But they remember something, and they attribute this as proof that we have shifted from one reality to another. What do you think about that? I mean, it's kind of scary that we can think about something that didn't really happen, but we all have the same memory. That is kind of weird, isn't it? It is. I mean, how do how do you know that what we all might misremember didn't actually happen and 
it wasn't just like changed after the fact. So I'm pretty sure the term Mandela effect started when a woman noticed discrepancies in how she remembered things. Now that you know a little bit more about what the Mandela effect is, uh, do you feel like there's been stuff that you misremember and then you ask other people like what's going on? Oh, definitely. I mean, there was the whole thing with the movie where we all thought that um, Sinbad was a genie. I remember that. Um, and it turned out that apparently it doesn't really exist. <laughs> okay. So what she's referring to right now is the fact that many people remember there being a movie made in the early 90s called Shazam starring the comedian Sinbad. Unfortunately, this movie doesn't exist, but many people swear they have seen this movie. Now, the consensus is that the people are just mistaking it for another genie movie of the 90s. That movie was called Kazam, and in that movie starred former professional basketball player Shaquille O'Neal. By the way, did you know that Shaq is a DJ now? He goes by DJ Diesel. You should probably look him up. Well, I'm glad you said that because I have a list here of a lot of the Mandela effects that's been noted. And one of them is that fabled movie of Sinbad starring Sinbad. I thought it was called Shazam or something. That's what people remember, that there was this movie called Shazam that had Sinbad in it. And they can't find it. This movie doesn't exist. You know what does exist? A movie called Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal as a genie. I don't think he's smart enough to be a genie. How smart do you have to be to be a genie? Smart enough to grant wishes. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to look into examples of the Mandela effect. And I want you to tell me what you think about it. Okay? I'm down. Do you remember a brand of peanut butter called Jif or Jiffy? Um, I think it's called Jeff. I feel like Jiffy's like when you're doing something really fast. Like, I'll be back in a Jiffy. That is, yes, that is what they, that is what they say. But yours truly, along with a bunch of other people, actually kind of remember a brand of peanut butter called Jiffy. And we thought it was called Jiffy specifically for that reason. That you can just apply peanut butter in a... Jiff. How well do you remember your peanut butter brands? Do you remember making peanut butter sandwiches with Jif or Jiffy peanut butter? Think about it for a second. Can you see the logo on the peanut butter jar? Does it say Jif or Jiffy? If you remember Jiffy, you're not the only one. Even though Jiffy peanut butter doesn't actually exist, a lot of people swear they had Jiffy peanut butter when they were a kid. In fact, several websites and even Amazon had it mistakenly labeled as Jiffy instead of Jif. A possible explanation for this is that people are combining Jif peanut butter with another brand of peanut butter called Skippy. Still, people swear to this day that Jiffy peanut butter was real. Wait, is this like a language barrier thing? What do you mean? Like maybe only like foreign people thought it was Jiffy? 
Speculators think that people might be getting jiffy, confused with a competing brand, Skippy. Oh. That's crazy, though, don't you think? Like, I, I can see in my head the word jiffy applied to the, uh, the cover or, you know, the branding for the peanut butter. It would make sense if they were scanning the shelves a little too quickly and they just did that habitually. But let's move on to number two. Oscar Mayer Wiener. Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer Wiener. That is what I truly like to be. Cause if I were an Oscar Mayer Wiener, everyone would be in love with me. How do you spell Meyer in Oscar Mayer? I think it's M E Y E R. Spell it again. M E Y E R. Because Oscar Mayer has a way with B O L O G N A. Well, you would be wrong. <gasps> Oscar Mayer is spelled Oscar M A Y E R. Does that make sense to you? Well, I'm kind of anti hot dog. So me having this one wrong is kind of okay with me. I just feel it weird because this is, yet again, another thing that I remember. I remember seeing photos of the, the Wienermobile, and I remember seeing the words Meyer spelled M-E-Y-E-R, Oscar Meyer. I always wanted to write that thing. It's just kind of weird because the actual spelling of Oscar Meyer makes you want to say Mayer, like Oscar Mayer. M-A-Y-E-R is, should be pronounced Mayer, not Meyer. Moving on to number three. No time for losers, because we are the champions of the world. Is not part of the lyrics. Shut up. Written in their 1977 album, News of the World, British rock band Queen came out with a smash hit song titled, We Are the Champions. A beloved track that reached worldwide success and winning numerous accolades throughout the years. The song became such a hit that in 2011, a group of scientists, after carefully analyzing the track, regarded the song as the catchiest song in the history of pop music. Now that's high praise. But here's the thing. Let's revisit that track, shall we? Specifically the end part. like there's something missing towards the end? Maybe you were thinking of this, no time for losers because we are the champions of the world. Well, guess what? That's not how the official song ends. The official song ends just after the words, we are the champions. You heard about this before? No. So, We Are the Champions is the beloved song by the band Queen. Um, it's no Bohemian Rhapsody, but I'll take it. Right. So, there are a lot of people who swear that the song ends 
with Freddie Mercury singing Off the World. But the wait, 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 wait. Was it at least in a live version? Maybe it just wasn't in the recorded album cut. But this is what everyone remembers, right? Right. Like, maybe this happened in Live Aid, and that was just so iconic. Very possible. But the actual recording of the song ends with no time for losers because we are the champions, and that it ends. It does not say of the world at the end of the song. I will be watching Live Aid to see if this is, if my assumption is correct. It's just weird. Moving on to the next one. I want you to close your eyes and visualize the Monopoly man from the game Monopoly. Okay. Do you see his face? Part of it. Do you see his mustache? It is white. Do you see the hat? It is black. Is he wearing anything else on his face? He's supposed to be wearing a monocle. That is correct, except he doesn't wear a monocle in reality. You are messing with me. The Monopoly man. I think everyone at some point played Monopoly, right? Try to remember what the Monopoly man looks like. In the cover of the box, you can see the Monopoly man holding his hat, and he looks like he's running, right? Possibly sprinting over something. Now, here's the key detail that many people seem to be misremembering. Is he wearing a monocle, or is he not wearing a monocle? If you were to do a search, you will find that the Monopoly man never had a monocle. There was never a point where he had a monocle. Now, here's where it gets weird. In Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls, a classic film, Jim Carrey comedy that came out in 1995, there is a scene where Jim Carrey refers to a short man as, quote, the Monopoly guy. He punches the guy across the face, slings him across his shoulder, and pretends it's a luxury minx coat. It's a hilarious scene. But I'll give you one guess what this guy's distinguishing characteristic was. That's right. He was wearing a monocle. I am 100% not messing with you. People swear that the Monopoly man used to wear a monocle over his eye. And here's uh, an example of why they find this so confusing. In the original Ace Ventura Pet Detective starring Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey does a joke when there is a small man of stature and he and Jim is trying to make fun of a lady who's wearing animal fur. So to prove a point, he punches this small man in the face, wears him as luxurious fur across his shoulders. This man is wearing a monocle. And the whole joke is the fact that he punched the guy that looks like he's from the game Monopoly. But as it turns out, the actual Monopoly man does not wear a monocle. How do you feel about that? I feel like you're expecting a lot of a man who came out of a rhino's anus. People think that the Monopoly man, people might have confused him with Mr. Peanut... How do you confuse a man with a nut? Because Mr. Peanut wears a monocle. Mr. Peanut also wears a top hat, and he carries it on a cane, exactly like the Monopoly man. They think this is the reason why the two got confused and people swear that the Monopoly man wears a monocle, and uh, this is yet again a proof that we switched to reality. 
Moving on to the next Mandela effect. Did you ever watch Pokemon? I, I at once did try to catch them all. Did you try to be the very best? The best there ever was. A lot of kids from the 90s watched Pokemon. I watched it every once in a while just because I was curious when it was a big trend. What those kids grew up and what they can't seem to figure out is why Pikachu does not have a black tip on his yellow tail. Pika? Pikachu. Pika-pa? Pika-pee. Pikachu. Pikachu. Um, a lot of people remember Pikachu having a black tip at the tip of his yellow tail. I thought it was brown. Why would it be brown? I don't know. I thought it was brown. People remember it being black. Now, the tips of his ears are black, I believe. But his actual tail is just all solid yellow. Even when he's shooting his lightning? You know, the thing about uh, the Mandela effect is that it's not like a complete change. It's like a minor detail that a lot of people misremember, and they're like, I swear it was this, I swear it was that, and that minor detail, when in collection with a whole bunch of other minor details, is the reason why people believe that we have just phased into another dimension, another timeline, another reality, where that's the norm for everyone else, and everyone else remembers Pikachu having a black tip on his tail. Or brown. Or brown. Now this one, um, I'm a little hazy on because I do remember watching Pokemon when I was younger, but I can't remember specifically whether Pikachu had a black tip or not. So this one's a little weird for me. Moving on to the next one. So you know Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar for his role in The Revenant. You saw The Revenant, right? I actually did not see this one. Mm. This is the one he's trying to like survive in the wild? Yes. Yeah. There was a bear scene. Yes. A notorious bear scene. Yes. But a lot of people believe that he actually won other Oscars. As in, he might have won an Oscar for Titanic, and he might have won an Oscar for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I mean, he probably should have won mm -hmm. those, but I'm sure that he won other awards for those movies, not an Oscar. He did not win an Oscar for either of those movies. Right. Now, it's possible that, like, for example, Titanic won Best Picture when that movie came out. Right. So that means he probably stood up on the stage. Yeah. And people misremember that visual of him standing on stage when James Cameron claimed that he was king of the world. Might have mistaken that for Leo getting an Oscar for the Titanic. They just misremembered all the other people that were on the stage as well. And that's the weird thing. The weird thing is the way the Mandela effect works is that it's not just one person misremembering something. It's a whole lot of people. It's thousands of people who are all remembering the same misplaced memory. Mm. Have you seen Star Wars? Well, there's a lot of Star Wars. The, let's try. Let's I'm going to need you to elaborate a little bit, bud. The original trilogy. I mean, let's be honest, I've seen them all. Okay. But if you were going to go into, like, let's say, Clone Wars or anything mm. animated, I, I, I might to have that. to say no. Okay. So or, there's a... Wait, wait, wait. 
I've seen a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen the Lego ones. In Star Wars, there I'm a nerd. is a very famous line that Darth Vader says to Luke Skywalker. It is the revelation of who Darth Vader is to Luke Skywalker. What is that famous line that everybody knows? Luke, I am your father. Except that's not what's in the movie. What's in the movie? The line is, no, I am your father. Join me and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. No! What is he saying no to? I believe this is in the scene when Darth Vader says, Obi-Wan never told you about your father. And then Luke says, he told me you killed him. Oh. And then Darth responds, no, I am your father. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But a lot of people misremember that scene as Darth saying, Luke, I am your father. But I mean, with the way his voice is, I can see how that could be misheard. Yeah, it's not like he said, Samantha, I am your father. That's weird. Why would you call Luke Samantha? I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's not like it's a multi-syllable word that sounds nothing like what it actually was. Right. But a lot of I mean, or like Nathaniel, if you want to make it a boy word. Let's uh, move, move along, right along to yet another Mandela effect. We actually briefly talked about this earlier on, and this is about the Sinbad movie. Shock! The Sinbad... Attack! The Sinbad genie movie that doesn't exist. Shock! Attack! When in reality, there was a movie called Kazam, starring basketball player Shaquille O'Neal. That was also a genie. People swear that this movie actually exists. He can only grant low-level wishes. To the point when they actually made a fake trailer for the movie that had Sinbad did in they? it. Yes, they did. They made a fake trailer because Sinbad got sick and tired of being asked about this. Wait, Sinbad did the trailer? Sinbad, the actor slash comedian, did a fake trailer for the movie that, that had him as a genie simply to address the fact that he was never... In a movie as a genie. Was the movie called Shazam in the trailer, the fake trailer? Yes, I believe so. What in the actual hell? Yeah, so so think of the think of how that went down. A lot of people misremember Sinbad being in a genie movie. It got so bad that people are like, where is this movie? We don't understand. And then Sinbad, Sinbad said, screw it, I'm doing this. And then a lot of people were like, uh, I mean, a lot of like one or two comedians might have like gotten in touch with him. And he finally agreed to do a fake trailer for a movie called Shazam that had him as a genie just to mess with people. I kind of love that energy. That's crazy to me. That's 
Bet. That's hilarious. And now, another word from our sponsor. Hello, my name is Anthony, and I'm from Anthony's ASMR. What I'm doing right now is using a pair of scissors. Lots of people love scissors. I'm using a pair of scissors over here to let you know more about Anthony's ASMR. With ASMR, you listen to this audio, and it's supposed to help you relax. That's good for me. It's good for you. It's good for the world. Anthony's ASMR. Go to anthonysasmr.com or call 1-918-ANTHONYSASMR. Thank you very much. Okay, moving right along to another movie that a lot of people misremember. When was the last time you've seen Forrest Gump? It's probably been a little bit, but I feel like that's an iconic enough movie to remember most of. Okay, and there's there's a lot of one-liners there a lot of people uh, use. You know, run, Forrest, run is like a huge thing. Lieutenant Dan, you got your legs! Exactly. Uh, the way he called out to Jenny as Jen A, and... Uh, you know, how he said about Lieutenant Dan. So do you remember the scene when he's talking to somebody as he's sitting on the, you know, he's waiting for the bus. Uh-huh. And he's talking to a stranger. And he's describing something that his mother said about how life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That is what a lot of people remember. But the actual line from the movie is life was like a box of chocolates. I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I feel like that's another one that isn't that hard to get that it was misunderstood. I understand and can accept that mistake. I would have been upset if Lieutenant Dan get, did not get his legs, though. That that would have been something to be really upset about. But I also kind of want to play table tennis now. And that brings us to the end of part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two, where we continue going deeper into the bizarre phenomena known as the Mandela Effect. I want to thank Olive once again for joining me on this journey into the strange, the bizarre, the unusual, and the unexpected. Join me next time, and remember, just because something weird happens doesn't mean CERN created another parallel universe. It just means we forgot about it. <laughs>